Welcome to Ambitious AF. I'm your host, Caroline Lewis, and every week I'll be delivering either a guest speaker or a topic related to being ambitious AF and not letting anything stand in your way. After my mom died, I hit rock bottom. Bad breakup, afraid I couldn't afford my house, and stuck in an unfulfilling 9-to-5 job. Months and months went by before I looked at myself in the mirror and told myself I needed to change. I deserved more. So, I got help, read a lot of business books, and launched my company. Now, I own a multi-six-figure agency, quit the 9-to-5 grind, moved 3,000 miles away from home, and started a new life that I'm completely obsessed with. Being ambitious means putting your needs first and going after anything that will help you get the success you deserve. Success doesn't just mean money, success in happiness, health, income, love, and life. I know these episodes will encourage you to go after your dreams and create a life you are obsessed with. I'm here for it, and I hope you are too. Welcome to Ambitious AF. Here we go. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode here on Ambitious AF. We have another interview on the podcast. I'm super, super excited to soon be talking with Samantha Parker. And before we get started, she is also a podcaster, and she has her podcast is called The Glitter. So I was interviewed on there. We're about a week difference of recording. Um, so you can definitely go check out her podcast. Go listen to our interview together. And now I get to have her on this podcast. Super, super stoked. And we're really going to just dive into her entrepreneurial journey because she does own multiple businesses, which is so mind-blowing to me uh, because owning one business is hard. I could not Im- imagine owning different ones. Um, so without further ado, Samantha, welcome to the podcast. I'm super stoked to have you on. Yay, thank you. It's fun to chat again, too, because we just got to chat last week and then we're like catching up before you recorded. And I'm I like, know. hey, it's, we're just going to do this every week. It's my I best know. friend now. I know, I know. I was going to say, and we both live in Utah, which is always uh, nice to have like People kind. I mean, we're kind of close. I guess we're we're a couple hours away, but we're kind of close. So we have to meet up in person first off. But yeah, I just power of Instagram and networking. It's just so much fun to meet women on here, like Instagram and other like female business owners. It's just it's awesome. But speaking of female business owners, can you? I know you have multiple businesses, but can we take a journey down, or I guess a memory journey down memory lane. That's what I want to say. And just kind of go back to why entrepreneurial, why the entrepreneurial life? Yeah. I, well, first off, when you said you own multiple businesses, I was like, Oh, I do like, not that I didn't know that, but mm-hmm. sometimes I don't think we take a moment, you know, to be like, wow, look at that. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you. Thank you for acknowledging that. Um, so why my entrepreneurial journey really was, I was working, um, as a florist and we were doing like high end weddings. Like we did some Kardashian stuff and like some wild stuff. Right. Um, and I hated every freaking second of it. (laughs) It was horrible. I was working crazy hours, you know, I was beating the crap out of my body, like all of those things. And I remember I went to my boss and I was just finishing up my degree too. So I do have a bachelor's degree in communications with an emphasis in technology, which is kind of wild because I actually use my degree. Yeah. But I don't, no one even knows I have a degree. So sometimes I just like to flash it off. (laughs) (laughs) Look what I did while working full time with two kids. But I went to my boss and I was just like, I mean, all of us were just exhausted all the time. Mm -hmm. And she was like, well, you'll never make more than $13 an hour. And I was like, oh. You know, and that's when I realized, like, I couldn't do that anymore. So 
I had to like seriously take a shift and just go out on my own. And I mean, there's so many things that went into that, mm-hmm. but that was really what catapulted it was like, I could never do that. And in 2020, um, you know, my business kind of slowed down and changed and like it was doing weird things. So I was like, oh, maybe I'll interview for this job. Like it looks like everything I know. And I went in and they were like, so you have to be here at eight. And I was like, okay. And they're like, wow, that's amazing. Like you can do everything we're asking, you know? Yeah. And I was like, wait, hold on. So like, is that like eight, like every day? (laughs) And I was like, like, I like to take my kids to school and like, I don't want to be here at eight every day. Yeah. And the lady just started laughing and she's like, I knew you were overqualified. Like, this is, yeah. she's like, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> so that's part of it is that I just don't want to live, you know, that lifestyle. But yeah. some people love that lifestyle. There's nothing wrong with it. My husband's very like, he's in the military and that's like a lifestyle. He's very like into the regime. Mm-hmm. So no. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's so funny that you brought that up like interviewing because yeah, every once in a while, because I mean, my business is still new too. And sometimes I look on Indeed, like what kind of jobs could I get the nine to five, right? Because obviously, I mean, I've learned a lot and I could jump into any like tech role, ads role, marketing role, right? And I look at like compensation and then you look at like A, qualifications, but then B, I start talking to like my nine to five friends, I call them, which is really horrible. I shouldn't call them that, but like, I'm like, you know, my nine to five friends. Yeah. Yeah, Because like, they can't, they can't do like, I can't just be like, let's go get coffee. And then I listen to them and they're like, oh yeah. Like I normally wake up at, you know, eight 30. And then I have my first calls at nine. I was like, is that every day? Like you're that consistent. Like when do you take lunch and all that kind of stuff. And it always reminds me why I started my company (laughs) because I don't think I could ever go back to the nine to five structure. And it's not even like the structure. Cause I'm a pretty structured person. Like I do naturally wake up early and I like to start work normally around like eight ish. Um, but I take so many breaks throughout the day. Like normally, like I'll be mid project and I'm like, Matt, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to go outside and I'll just like leave and go for a walk or something like that. And you just can't do that anymore. Nine to five, but well, I yeah, know and it's like, not to say that like you're not working your ass off yeah. you know because like I, I get up at like 5 45 every day and like get my workout in and like I will time block my days out and mm-hmm. stuff like that but it's my choice mm-hmm. and I think it's the limitations that I have the biggest problem with yes that's so true well and I, I mean I'm glad you brought that up too because I think a lot of people just assume us business owners don't do anything <laughs> and we're just like oh we just do whatever we want all the time and we're not actually working but that's not the case you know there are days where i don't leave my desk i'll i'll like get up at eight and start working at like 8 30 and i don't move until four or five o'clock and i'm just like grinding stuff out but then there's days where i'm just like nah i this can wait or i want to go do something else or i'll just go grab coffee or like go for a hike or anything like that So I think people need to understand that while most entrepreneurs, you know, I think we start businesses for that like freedom lifestyle of making our own schedule. And and obviously we can bring in our own income as you know, but you have to work hard to play hard as an entrepreneur because it's not like we're relying on like a general salary, whether we're working or not, right? Because the salary, when you're working a nine to five, it's like always gonna be coming in. Obviously, if your performance drops and you can get fired, but like as an entrepreneur, if we don't work, we're not gonna get money coming in. So like, we're still working. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's just like a totally different schedule. 
And with you, I know last week you were talking about like your husband got deployed and you have two children. So how, I know time blocking is big for you, but like, how do you manage everything? Yeah. So one thing that I do is I kind of don't, I'm like, how do I manage everything? That is a really great question. <laughs> <laughs> I like really, that is such a good question, but I will time block when I feel like my goals aren't being met. So mm -hmm. on my podcast last week, you and I talked about burnout and mm -hmm. I realized that like I wasn't giving enough time to the things that light me up. So I'll time block when I know that like these things need to be done and I want to make sure that my goals, and I'm going to use that word really loosely, get met, you know? And so that's when you're saying like, how do you manage everything? And if I'm being honest, I really don't because there's different seasons for a lot of things, you know, sometimes it's like really heavy and like that my kids need this attention. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's really heavy that my business needs this attention. And instead of thinking that I have to manage it all and like the, Oh, my structure got effed up. I've really learned to just be like, it's going to be okay. Like we're flowing through the season and there is always a tomorrow. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, theoretically there should always be a tomorrow until there's not, but <laughs> yep, exactly. you just have to really flow through the season and just be like, you know, I, I don't manage everything. Yeah. Um, I ask for help when I need it. I have a really great assistant and it's kind of funny because I had to make a really hard business decision last week and I cut my team down by half and it mm -hmm. wasn't because of lack of revenue or anything like that. I realized that it was actually like slowing us down. So mm -hmm. there's so many things that you can look at, like, you know, when you're thinking of like what's managing it. So a lot of times it isn't, you know, build a team. Sometimes mm -hmm. maybe it's like scale back, but you're actually making more and you have more time. And you, there's so many like wild things that go into business. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. What do you think is, I would say, okay, fun question. What do you think the hardest thing is being the business owner? And then what do you think is the most rewarding thing? One of the hardest things I know for like that drives me crazy with business ownership is that when people are working for you, they seem to think that like, um, you know, that they're like, how do I word this? It like drives me crazy because a lot of people just like, or like think that they should be paid way more or yeah. something, you know, even though you're paying as high as you can and doing yeah. these things, they don't see everything that goes into business ownership. Mm -hmm. So they might be watching your Instagram and they're like, oh, she's just always off doing things with their family, doing this. And they don't realize that like, oh, I got up at four, I grinded my ass or they don't realize there was times when I floated, you know, 50 grand on my credit card mm -hmm. to make sure that everyone got paid. You know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. like, they don't see all of that. So that's one of the things I think that's hard about business ownership is that sometimes like, um, the people in your space can almost feel a little disgruntled because they can't see the whole picture, yeah. but you have to remember, like, they're not chasing your vision. Like you're the one mm -hmm. chasing it. Mm -hmm. They don't really care. Yep. You know, they're sometimes you'll get, like, I have an assistant who's been with me for five years. She fucking cares more about me than I think I do some days. And those are your people, Absolutely. you know, but that's honestly, that's been my biggest challenge over the years is just finding people who can really like align with the vision and aren't just like, there's not animosity. There's not like all this weirdness going on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I would employees and hiring and managing, I would definitely say is the hardest thing for me as well. Uh, because you're right. It's like, and then sometimes like I'll, I'll run into situations where, cause I have one employee that kind of manages emails and um, she'll manage one account and then not the other. Cause my other one's like a little bit more private, but every once in a while, like some private emails come over to this one. And if it's like related to other employees pay or anything like that, like sh I can tell she is like, well, why am I getting paid this and then doing this, but they're coming and paying this. And it's like, 
you have no idea this big picture vision. And I always have to like reel people back in learning so much with in hiring and also letting people go too. Um, because I think like my biggest thing is keeping people on. Um, and it's not, it's normally because of lack of quality work. Like I feel like people now they'll come in and they, they work really well for like a month or two. And I don't know, maybe it's just people that I'm hiring, but and I don't know if you have a similar, but it's like, I feel like they work really good for a month or two. And then it's just, I don't know if they get like stuck in a routine and like lose the creativity, but then I feel like I'm just babysitting them all the time and trying to get like better content for them or they're losing, like missing deadlines. And I'm always like pestering them and after them. And then for me, I'm like, you know, there are so many people out here that want a job and need a job. So I'm very quick to be, you know, to kind of give like a two weeks notice. If your performance is a good, then I'm just gonna have to let you go and, and hire someone else. But I did not realize owning a business, especially an agency, cause you own an agency too. Like all of the hiring and firing that is done as the business owner, I was, it's a little overwhelming to me for sure. <laughs> it is. Cause a lot of times too, like I really care about these girls and I'm like, mm -hmm. I really enjoy you, but it looks like you can't exactly. go to the next level. Yep. You exactly. Know? I know you're like, you're such an amazing person, but I like, I, yeah, I want to go to that next level and I don't even know how to train you to help me reach this next level. Um, so, so yeah, I, I get that. That's like a key indicator too, that I've just picked up on lately is like, oh, like I realized like I had these big visions, like for a lot of our clients and things. And then I was like, it kind of hold back because I was like, I can't give that to my team. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, wait a minute. That's like not okay. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's, that's really, I lo I love that point. And so what do you think is the most rewarding thing of being a business owner? I think it's the fact that you're kind of like, can do whatever you want. And yeah. <laughs> does that make sense? So yeah. <laughs> if I wake up in the morning and I'm like, oh my gosh, I have this idea where we could make this offer, you know, and offer it to, you know, these specific group of people or whatever it is, or I want to make this product. I can do it. Mm -hmm. And so by I can do anything I want. That doesn't mean that like, I can just like sit at the park all day and like, you know, do, mm -hmm. which I think you can at some points though, you know, but yeah. especially digital businesses. Um, <laughs> well, anything's possible, but it's the fact that like, I literally can expand my consciousness like over mm -hmm. and over and over and over again for what's possible. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, oh my gosh, like, wouldn't it be cool if we could like create this and put this into the world and it made this impact. And yeah. then it's like, wait, we actually can do that. Yeah. You know, and I love it's that. making sure too, um, that you're really aligned with where you are right now. And you're not like so focused on where you're going. So it's like, you have to get super aligned with like, Hey, it's pretty amazing where I'm at. Like what would happen if we went over here too, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, and that's been a huge mindset shift for me. Yeah. Well, and I think like a lot of business owners, we are, big visionaries uh, and which can be a good thing, but it also can be a bad thing too. Uh, because I know sometimes working with clients and I'm working with the business owners when they're coming in and you know, we start normally on their main core offer and make sure like all the systems and whatever marketing's get ready for it. But then as we're like building this out, it's like, oh, I have this idea for this. Oh, I wanna create this. Oh, I wanna do this and I wanna do this and I wanna do this, right? Which is great because obviously the more content that you can get out to the world, like a, you don't know what's going to impact people the most and like really take off. So the more content you have, like the more experimentation you can do. Um, but then also it's like a great way of 
funneling things into each other, but then also like making sure your business isn't completely niche down to just like one specific thing. So it's good to have these visions, but then sometimes it'll actually delay you on launching things. Um, you know, and I, and I tell clients all the time, and I even do this as well, except I think I work so much. I have my list of things that I want to launch, but I think I work so much with clients who are big visionaries that I'm, I'm very self-aware of these things. So I'm normally telling them like this stuff, keep presenting it to me, keep writing it down, keep a running list of it. However, I would love to work on this eventually, but we still need to focus on this and get this marketed first so that we can prove the concept before we bring in a new one. So it's it's really cool to be able to like create whatever you want, but also sometimes it's like a burden because I do run into, you know, other business owners who have wanted to launch so many things and like they have a course that's halfway complete or they have a group coaching program that's halfway ready to launch, but they get so caught up with like this 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 that they don't actually fully launch that main thing or couple of things. You know what I do with my clients who are like that? Because we create a lot of content and like, you'll just, they'll just be like, let's post just this in stories today. Let's do a TikTok about this. And I'm like, no, like if you want to put that on the calendar three weeks down, you can. <laughs> so what I yep. do with clients like this is I just give them a shared notes app, you know, mm-hmm. on the iPhone. Yeah. And I'm like, here you go. And they just will like go to town in this notes app. And I'm like, this is just for inspiration later. Yeah. 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 No, I love that. I love that. No, that's, that's a really good idea. I know. I get so boggled down with emails, um, but and shared notes out app is a good idea. Yeah, because like sometimes yeah, it's like, hard to contain it. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, you can do whatever you want in there. Just say yeah. whatever you want, whatever ideas come to your head. Just yeah. do whatever you want in there. Yeah, And it absolutely. just gives a place to express it. And then when we're looking at the big vision strategy, I just scroll through it. And I'm like, look, you had some really great points there. <laughs> yeah, no, I love that. I love that idea. And I think that also kind of relates to the importance of surrounding yourself with people that you can communicate like that with. Um, And I think that's anyone who is looking to start a business or new business owners, because I think for the most part, people listening to this podcast are either um, visionaries who, you know, want to start a business or they're new into their business. Um, And I think making sure that you are surrounding yourself, whether that's coaches, mentors, peers. And when I say peers, like other people that own businesses, right? Like I love talking with you. You also have an agency. So like, I I mean, I just love the fact that I can come to you and like brain fart something and you're like, oh yeah, I, I've done that before. I've been there before. It's so important to surround yourself. Obviously you have like your personal friends, but it's so important to surround yourself with other like business owner friends that you can just like share notes or anything with. You know, I'm noticing that my client list lately has turned into like, they're my best friends. And Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that like we became best friends. Like they were like my girl gang. Yeah. And you know, I've been doing this for eight years and some of them, since I owned a business, I was attracting other business owners. And I feel like it's taken eight years almost for them to notice like, oh my God, look what she's doing for these other people. And now like, so now like I'm traveling, like my friend owns an incredible company. We like traveled for weeks with her. And, but it's like, it's really interesting how it's like all playing out that I do feel like I had to put in that work too, you know? Yeah, no, that, I mean, that's a good, yeah. I feel like a lot of, yeah, kind of similar um, clients that I have. I would totally go like a weekend wine drinking with pretty much every single one of them. And we would have so much fun. (laughs) And some of them I do actually plan trips. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) 
So that's a really good point. Yeah, I, I think I think that's kind of a, another fun thing of like being a business owner is that you can now early on in business, I was like taking on every client, right? That wanted interest. But the older the business got and the more tour I got as a business owner, I'm like very specific on who I bring in. And I can tell immediately, like I try not to judge people, but I can normally tell immediately whether I feel like there'll be a good fit because I am looking for like specific people to work with. <laughs> no, I totally get that. And I think at first you just have to do stuff. I remember yeah. I worked for chiropractors, real estate agents, like I did all kinds of stuff. And now I would even bring some of those people back on and be like, if they're willing, my thing is, is you have to be willing to do what we're asking you to do. Mm-hmm. Like just at the point we're at, you know, it's not like a, let's start an Instagram or something, you know, it's a, let's blow up your TikTok. Mm-hmm. Like, so you have to be willing to do these things or else yeah. it's not going to work. And if I'm dragging them like through the mud, that's when I'm like, we need to let go Yeah. because then they come back to you and they're like, we're not getting the results I wanted. And I'm yeah. like, okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All of those lovely conversations. <laughs> I love it. Well, kind of tell everyone like anything fun going on. I would say the glitter podcast, um, your agency, you in general, like, do you have any new fun launches coming out or anything like that? No, I'm like, what are we doing right now? Um, I feel like, let's, like we've been putting out tons of really, really fun content. We have a big content shoot tomorrow. I love doing that. Um, I love chill glitter. It's always so fun. Um, I sell a little, a literal glitter product. <laughs> I have it sitting here. I have some of it sitting here. I was playing with it. It's like, this I is love just our it. glitter gel. Oh yeah. 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 So we're always doing fun things with that. Um, my big focus right now is, so my husband's been gone overseas for a year and mm-hmm. he's coming home tomorrow. So <gasps> Tomorrow? Congrats. Oh my God. That's going to be so amazing. Oh. Yeah. So like when you're like, what big fun things are you doing? I'm all business. See, it's kind of the season, right? I know yeah. that like, I'm just going to be family focused for the yes, next. Yes, absolutely. Oh, that's days. so and I'm like, sweet. Yeah. <laughs> well, and you're also like living proof that you can do literally anything you want because your husband is, has been deployed for a year or over a year. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have two kids. Um, I saw on your Instagram stories, you were babysitting your nephew and you run multiple businesses. <laughs> so, I have a lot of fun. you know, I, when people are like, Hey, do you want to go do this? I'm like, yeah, I do. You yeah. know? So I love that. It doesn't, life hasn't, doesn't have to be limiting. So I guess that like, if we could wrap this podcast up with a message, I really mm-hmm. think it's that you can split your focus. And I know people say like, you shouldn't, and you should niche and this should be successful. I don't think that's true at all. When I look at how expansive like the world is that we live in, mm-hmm. it's like, well, why can't all these things flow through me? I'm yeah. just that kind of person. I'm like, why can't I do that? I love that. Yeah, I love that. And that's such a good message um, to kind of end this episode with because it's really, really important. And I hope everyone listening, uh, they just, I don't know, they just re-listen to that and just kind of take that in. Um, and the importance, like you can do it all if you want to do it all but obviously you have to make sure that you are still living life and having fun and setting boundaries and all these other things but yeah samantha's just living proof that you can do quite a lot your body's pretty uh capable of doing more than you think it is uh when i did my run this weekend that's definitely something that i've realized but <laughs> yeah <laughs> so and sometimes you have lots of breakdowns it's like yeah. okay you know <laughs> yeah oh yeah breakdowns are great breakdowns panic attacks whatever you want to call them it's normal. Whatever. It's fine. You get over it and you keep moving on. 
<laughs> well, thank you so much, Samantha, for coming on. And everyone, go check her out online. Um, it's the Samantha Parker on Instagram, right? Yeah, and if you go to the glitter.me, um, all of our like more of like our fun stuff is all over there. Yeah. So fun. okay, awesome. Yeah, and go check out her podcast too. Um, and my episode was released, I think, this week. Oh yeah, yeah, this week because today's Tuesday. Yeah, today. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> um, so go check that out, and of course leave uh, this podcast a rating and a review, go leave the glitter a rating and a review, or just reach out to Samantha if you just, I don't know, want to chit chat or get advice or anything fun like that. So thank you so much for coming on. I am sure I'll talk to you soon. And thank you everyone for listening. Thank you. See ya. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you got some value or just feel fired up, I would love for you to take a screenshot and tag me in your Instagram stories or leave a review. It's always so motivating to see you getting the inspiration you needed to level up from my podcast. I'm going to keep showing up and bringing my best to these episodes, and I encourage you to do the same. If you think a friend or family member would enjoy this episode, I would love for you to share the ambition. I can't wait to chat next week, but until then, keep being ambitious AF. Thank <laughs> you.